beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious and the Mundane podcast. I am your host, Christy Knuckles, and today I have a very special co-host. Her name is Lauren Chandler. Would you guys welcome wherever you are, give a clap, even if you're in the front seat of your minivan, wherever you are. Welcome, Lauren Chandler. Hi, friend. Hi, Christy. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. I'm doing so well. How are you? Oh, (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Yes. This is, um, it's a big week. It is a big week. Something really big and special and wonderful happened yesterday. You (laughs) released a book, your first book. And I say first because I'm counting on there being more. So I'm just going to go ahead and speak that over you. That this is just Mm -hmm. the first. You might hate Uh, me for that. But (laughs) there's more to come. More to come. How does it feel finally having it out there in the world? Oh my goodness. Well, you know how it feels. It's so surreal and but very very special and I've had tons of moments just with family and friends um being on different podcasts and stuff but just like more than just the promotion of it like I feel like in that God has woven just these really special moments here and there that have just I'm getting like a little bit choked up but just those things that only like you and the Lord know you know mm-hmm. that it's like whether that's like a full circle moment or just um, him just really making me feel seen and known and loved with it all, um, but also just getting to connect with people and friends, what I call the community of the beloved in the mm-hmm. book. That has been really sweet too. And today is a huge part of that. Lauren, you are a big part of this book, mm-hmm. and a lot of people might know that, but a lot of people may not know that. And before I talk more about that, I want to say that today is a double celebration because you have a Bible study that came out this month as well. And well, mine's not a Bible study, but yours is a Bible study. It's called With Us in the Wilderness. Mm -hmm. And I want to just say that it doesn't surprise me at all that God would raise up your voice right now in the middle of a universal wilderness that Mm. we are all in. Because there's just such a trueness about you, Lauren, and you are a trusted voice in many people's lives, but you are a trusted voice in my life. And Mm. I commented on your husband, Matt's Instagram the other day when he was giving you all the praise and he was so proud of you for releasing this and finishing this and how good it is. And I said on there... Yay, all that. But I'm also equally equally excited that I will now understand the book of numbers. Because <laughs> I, <hope so. laughs> I feel like you will lead us so well. I want you to just talk about it. Tell us about just yeah. why numbers, number one. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But then just like, what, what did God bring you through through this? And yeah. tell us a little bit about it. I'm excited. Yeah. I actually have it in my hand. I just opened it. It was just on my porch this morning. Are you serious? I finally made it. Yes. Like I sent it out to all some friends and I got word that like the boxes weren't printed. And so all my friend, like we released it and all my friends didn't have a copy. So I'm really Aww. glad you got it. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of crazy and thought, you know what? Who's written a women's Bible study on numbers? Uh, I don't think anyone yet. Maybe there is someone, at least (laughs) no one that I'd known. Um, No, seriously, I 
was reading through um, the Bible, like chronologically. And I actually had received this beautiful copy of um, uh, She Reads Truths uh, Bible, like the ESV study Bible thing. It has like devotionals in it. And it was so pretty. And like mm-hmm. like Im- imagery is really important to me um, and aesthetics. And so I was like, you know what? This is so pretty. I could even read numbers with this. But um, <laughs> right. so I really did. I was reading through numbers and I thought, you know what? There's a lot more here than just um, lists of names and um, numbers and um, tribes and um, chiefs and oxen and all that. There's more <laughs> to it than this. And so I started mm-hmm. just digging and um, I was so curious about the story about Balaam in particular being the prophet, like why mm-hmm. I, I know he was a false prophet or he was a, a, a bad prophet. He was not a good prophet. He wasn't a prophet of the Lord, but mm-hmm. still he was saying that he was speaking the words of the Lord. So I thought, Oh, that's weird. So I, mm-hmm. I started digging. And so when um, the Bible study ladies at Lifeway talked to me about any ideas I had, I said, well, has anyone <laughs> written a, a Bible study on numbers? And they're like, no, I think you could try that. So um, gosh, I started in um, the, I think around August of 2019 to write it. So having no idea that we would all be going through a pandemic. And then even mm. personally, uh, gosh, Matt and I were going through a wilderness of our own. Just a, So I would say a wilderness would be any, any time that's just disorienting or difficult mm-hmm. where everything familiar is kind of stripped away and, and you're, you feel kind of like you're wandering. You might feel like you're a little lost in it all. It's hard to find comfort really in anywhere else, but in the Lord. And so, um, we are going through it kind of like in our ministry, but also in our home and, um, and then the pandemic hit. And so everything yeah. normal went out the window, you know, school, right. trying to just go to Target, you know, wearing a mask right. everywhere. So <laughs> I, I really thought, Lord, you're so good and you're so kind that you would, um, you would trust me with this message of, um, of what it's like to be in the wilderness, that this isn't the first time that your people have been in a wilderness, but we can go mm-hmm. all the way back to numbers and see how God called his people out of slavery, but into a wilderness. Um, and he did, mm-hmm. he did good stuff there. And there's, it's like a warning. I mean, his people were not faithful, but some were mm-hmm. and um, but, and he, he always kept his promise to be with them. And so there's actually some connection, Christy, with, with us in the wilderness um, and a theme that I found in it to kind of what you talk about in your book, um, mm. where like the, the tabernacle, the Lord put that at the very center of their camp. Um, and yeah. so it was important that all the tents would open up towards the tabernacle, like they would first thing they they would see when they walked out um, of their tent in the morning would be the tabernacle rising in the midst of them. And so just kind of always reorienting them to uh, remember who they are and whose they are. So um, anyway, I just, um, I I don't want to get ahead of us, but that was something that I I thought about was, was really sweet that connected kind of two of our messages that are coming out around the same time, but still very different forms that they take. So anyway, I'm excited about well, it. Well, I bet I'm proud of you. You're you. you're just so wise. 
You're um, younger than me, but <laughs> you're you're so wise beyond your years. I always tell you that, but oh, I am excited because I do feel like you. I mean, we have a similar just love for creation and yeah. nature and animals and sure. um, just seeing beauty. We love uh, like antiquing. We like mm-hmm. um, talking about home decor and all those things. But I think all of that, all that stuff, like speaks to kind of even how it trickles down into the things that we write. And so that always makes me excited to just hear it from your perspective. And I think that's, um, that's, what's beautiful there. There actually might be another number study out there, but it's not going to be with, you know, your perspective and the beauty that you see in the world. And so I love it. And that makes me excited to, to read it just because it's coming from you. And I have to just go back to Balaam for one second. Um, Mm -hmm. I was reading the Old Testament too, and have you seen any of the Avengers movies? Oh yeah, we've seen all of them. Because um, for some reason, every time I read ba- about Balaam, I think about Loki. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, I can see that. That's a side note that has nothing to do with anything. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> but when you totally said Balaam, yeah, just in my mind, I think about Loki standing over that hillside, and he's yes. you know, speaking over the. The Israelites, whatever. So, just now that I'm sorry, I put that in all of your heads now. Oh, yeah, we'll never, we'll never read it the same without picturing Loki. No. <laughs> well, Lauren, we have um, we have a fun story of just how we met. Um, we met at a church camp. Do you remember that? Yes. And I was early pregnant, but I didn't know, right? Or did you not know? I think I, I knew you didn't. Yes, you knew. I didn't. And to be quite honest, I didn't think you would ever remember that you met me at that camp because mm-hmm. I was little Lauren Chandler, all like googly eyed, like the Christy Knuckles was there. And I just was like, all I want to do is meet Christy. <laughs> so anyway, the fact that you remember that um, blesses my heart. Aww. It was so fun. And we had, I think, met Matt before. Like we had mm-hmm. reference for him. Maybe he had like spoken at some things, your husband Matt. And and so yes, I remember Nathan and I, just to give y'all a picture, like we for some reason thought it would be a good idea to rent an RV and travel to this camp that we were leading worship at. My brother was had his youth group, or no, he was, I can't remember if he was, I think he was maybe he was working, working at that camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was running it. That's right, because they were living there, and they yeah. were living in like a, a double mobile wide. home, a double wide, yes. and we pull up in our RV. I remember <laughs> so well, because Noah was little, and um, I had I had gotten so sick on the way, and I was just like... <laughs> Sorry for the visual, but just <laughs> opening that RV door, like at every gas station oh. we stopped at and just like having to lose my lunch. But That's it, that was, yeah, it was a, that was a fun trip, but I do remember <laughs> meeting you. And then it wasn't too long after that. I feel like it was only maybe a few months where mm-hmm. we had already had, um, the kids we were pregnant with, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We saw each other again in Houston and I was leading at a a revival type night and um and I saw you there again and um you came up to me. I've told this story on my podcast before because you've been on this podcast before. But for those of you who maybe don't know, um if you read my book, Lauren is the is the is the Lauren I'm talking about yeah. in the book where <laughs> she um comes up afterwards and 
just shares with me that um, the whole night that I'd been leading worship, she was just sort of seeing this this visual in her mind. You know, she, you mm. would shut your eyes and you would say, this visual of like a bullseye and concentric circles kept coming to me. And you were like, I don't know, Philippians 2, something, just ask the Lord, I don't know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and we just kind of <laughs> hugged. And, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's so cool. For I wanted to say, first of all, that I I love how grounded you are in the Word of God. Obviously, you wrote a Bible study about numbers, but yeah. um, and and both and also you just you have a very distinct way that the Lord speaks to you, and mm-hmm. I would love for you to just share about that because I think um, sometimes people struggle with that, or they maybe yeah. don't even realize when God. And we just talked about that before we even push record about maybe when God is giving us a warning about something or is yeah. speaking something to us. Um, I would love for you to just share about that a little yeah. bit and how do you feel like that goes, you know, in works in hand with like both with the Word of God and and how He speaks to you. Yeah. Uh, so there are books written on this that would probably be much more thorough than I would be on this, but. Um, Uh, Yeah, the Lord's always spoken to me either in dreams or pictures. Um, And I I think for the most part, here's what I'd say. Um, I think He probably is speaking to most of us who who know Him, who've put our trust in Christ. And um, I think He does whisper to us. and, And sometimes maybe we're unsure. Maybe we think it's us. And I think what I've, where I've, um, kind of landed with that is some is yes we have good ideas but the Lord has better ideas and so I kind of want to give credit that when I have a sense about something that yeah Mm -hmm. maybe it was me but more likely it was him maybe it was Holy Spirit speaking to me about something and I can give him kind of the the credit and the honor in that rather than just me being smart or or intuitive or you know whatever so um yeah, he does. He just speaks to me. It's not constant. It's not all the time. Um, I'm listening all the time. I and um, you know, I'm listening for his voice to speak to me. I'm, and that's part of prayer. Is yes, mm-hmm. we pour out our heart, but you know, a conversation with a dear friend or our uh, your husband's not going to be one way. If it is, it's not a very good conversation. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a back and forth where you share and then you listen. And part of that listening does involve um, knowing the word of God so that when Mm -hmm. you do hear something, um, you can filter it through what you know is true about God that, that has been proven true for much, much longer than, than anyone's on earth has been on earth. So thousands of years that we can look back and see, okay, is this is this in line with God's heart and God's way, um, how he has fashioned the world? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, so gosh, I can say that um, even when I met Matt, we were, there was a pretty big age gap. There still is. He's much older than I am. So don't group me in his age group. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I, which I think anyway, but um, you know, I, when I first saw him, I, I was very young and I was not out of high school yet. I was close to it. And I felt like I heard that's your husband. And I was like, Oh my gosh, no way. Like 
I was over kind of overwhelmed because I thought I'm way too young. This isn't how it happens. But I kind of just, instead of like going up to him and saying, Hey, I think I'm supposed to marry you. (laughs) (laughs) I just like kept it in the back of my heart. So even, you know, it's not like the equivalent of Mary being approached by, you know, the angel saying you're giving birth to the son of God, but you know how she pondered those things in her heart and she remembered those things. Um, but on, on a much smaller scale, I think I took what I thought was the, from the Lord. And I just like, I kept it kind of in my back pocket and pondered it mm-hmm. and, I, and, and held my relationship with, with Matt open-handedly and was like, Lord, I, I think he's my husband. And so I didn't know for sure he was my husband until I married him. And we stood <laughs> in front of all of our friends and family and said, I do. But, um, but often I feel like the Lord does speak to me like that, where it's a dream. It's a, it's a picture. And I just ask for, uh, the Lord to give me wisdom and clarity and, and help me understand that and maybe continuing to be in his word so that maybe that something in his word enlightens the picture that I saw or the sense that I got or the word that I heard. Um, and so I've, I've got other stories like that, but that one's probably a big, a big one, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah but sure. yeah, I would just encourage anyone that um, to ask him, like, if you're like, gosh, I don't know if I, I hear his voice or I, he speaks to me like that. Um, you know, you, we do not have, um, because we do not ask. And so, and even in asking, um, I think about Jesus saying, you know, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock on the door will be open. So ask, but then seek, like look for it, listen for him to maybe speak in a way that's a little different than what you're used to, but never in, in contradiction to his word. And then knock, like, like Mm -hmm. ask the Lord. I say, okay, I'm knocking. Even this morning I had a weird dream, which I usually do. And I'm like, tell Matt, Hey, I had this weird dream. And he'll say, um, man, I asked for a dream last night and I didn't get one. And you got this bizarro (laughs) dream. And so, um, you know, he's knocking, he's like, okay, Lord, speak to me in a dream. I know you do it. I see it in scripture, like from (laughs) like the beginning to the end, would you speak to me that way? So anyone that's just kind of maybe written it off, like, well, that just, that's just not me. Um, it it doesn't hurt to ask, to seek and Mm -hmm. to knock for it. I love that. That is so helpful. Um, well, as I said, you know, you're on this podcast in particular because we're we're talking about that farm table epiphany that I had um, that day where the Lord speaks to me. I tell you all about it in the book, and I've shared this story, like I said, on my podcast before, so I won't get, go into it in detail. But basically, what the Lord revealed at my farm table that morning was I was in a season of exhaustion. I was, um, I really honestly it had hit a wall and I was in his word in Psalm 37 and I love it that he brought that very picture mm-hmm. back to me that you had shared with me this bullseye and concentric circles and and he spoke to me so powerfully through it but it was I love it that it was you know this is the whole point of my um my podcast is the glorious and the mundane and I love mm-hmm. it that I was just literally at my farm table I remember I literally just like open my Bible down the middle. It was one of those like, God, you're here and I feel like you're speaking to me. And it was like, I just want to hear from you. And I was like, you know, let my Bible fall open and it fell open to Psalm 37. Mm. And, and it was just the Lord meeting me in that place, meeting me in that I didn't know that a readied heart could look like 
an exhausted heart. Mm. Um, but here I was, and you know, I had been hustling basically. I, I use that word. It's really just a word for striving. Um, I had been sort of in those outer rings of my life, and the Lord proposed, you know, what would it look like if you were just to hit the bullseye mm. and watch me take care? of all those outer rings of your life. And I'll actually show you who I am. I'll show you my glory. And, but I realized, you know, over the years, as you know, the Lord has like unpacked a lot of what those rings mean. And that's what the whole book kind of talks about. But I realized that day that my hustling, actually my striving had been holding me back from the life that I was truly longing for, which is, you know, so opposite to our um, our nature, you know, or our, our um, tendency to feel like we got to, you know, get up and hit the mark and do all the checklist stuff. And we do have to do that. We do have to get work done. Yeah. But I was approaching the work in my life and even, you know, using my gifts for the Lord from a place of striving. And and I realized it that was actually prohibiting me from really just doing what it is I was created to do, which is be his beloved and and then enjoy him mm-hmm. and and let him, you know, know me and let me be seen by him and loved by him. And um and so I wondered, I would love to hear from you just if if you've had that moment in your life where you realize like God let you see that you're striving for something was actually holding you back from experiencing the fullness of God in your life. What has that looked like for you? Have you had a moment? I, you've probably had yeah. several if you're like a normal human, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to say, I've had quite a few and, you know, probably one more recently than others. Uh, and I'll briefly talk about that one because I do want to talk about kind of what just that um, kind of when you had that epiphany, how that mm-hmm. affected me. But um, so mm-hmm. the most recent would be just kind of with my kids and they're all teenagers. Well, our youngest will be 12. So they're all in that really, um, it's real vulnerable time of their lives and even mm-hmm. vulnerable as a parent, because here they are like they, I can't like just protect them and put them in the Chick-fil-A, you know, <laughs> playground and make sure and look through the glass at them, you know, and make sure they're okay. Like they, they, they're going away from me and I can't control everything and they're exposed to all Mm -hmm. kinds of things. And, um, and so I think I was in with our bless our heart, our oldest, cause you know, she's our experiment. Um, I was trying mm-hmm. to like put all these parameters and protections around her. Seriously. Like I wanted her in that Chick-fil-A playground with where I could see what she's doing with the glass <laughs> all around. I mean, I was doing everything I could. And I think the Lord just had to, to um, remind me that he has her and that actually mm-hmm. he used um, John Eldridge um he has a pause app where you, it's a one minute yeah. pause. And where it's I like, I, I give everything and everyone to you, God, I give everything and mm-hmm. everyone to you. And so I was like, Lord, I give you Audrey. I love her. She is yours. You love her even more than I do. And so it was like, that was a place of rest instead mm-hmm. of a place of striving. So I, I, the striving, the hustle was to to tr- somehow get her back in that Chick-fil-A playground with the glass around it, you know? Um, yeah. And so uh, that that's probably the most recent. And then, gosh, rewinding all the way to, gosh, I was 16 years ago, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think read 
might have, I think I just found out I was pregnant with Reed and um, he's 15. But um, as you, you know, here I saw you, Christy, like doing everything I would have loved to have done worship leader, mm-hmm. like um, creative, songwriter, traveling with your husband and like performing and in and, ministering, you know, it is a, a ministry, but also just being up there sharing your songs with your mm-hmm. sweet family, you know, in tow, beautiful home, um, living in Tennessee, which I secretly, I'm a Texan through and through, but Tennessee sure is pretty, but I have roots <laughs> in Tennessee. So I think that's what it is. But um, mm-hmm. I, I saw you and I thought, well, she has it all together. She's got everything I could ever want. And, um, and it was just, it was kind of like, in a way you're in my Solomon where you're like, actually, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm kind of exhausted. I've tried everything (laughs) and it's not enough. And so, um, Mm -hmm. and, and so it was really kind of the Lord to have you going through, um, that just, um, overhaul of what it means to live from a place of rest and belovedness. Um, like right as I was trying to enter into it and I was doing it on my own, like just in a different way, but like looking at you and thinking, well, if I just make it to where she is, then (laughs) I can rest, you know, Mm. and then I'll know I'm good enough. And then I'll know this is what God has for me. And then I know, you know, fill in the blank. And so I think it was really kind of the Lord to finally uh, like align or have our paths cross at that moment Mm -hmm. uh, before I totally burned myself out in striving Mm -hmm. Um, and you just sharing what you were learning with me um, and with the others that were kind of in your, that, that little circle. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful for your, your farm table epiphany. (laughs) Well, I'm grateful that you've been such an, integral part of it. And um, and it's been such a joy to watch the Lord raise you up in the right time. You know, yeah. it's like, and it was sweet. I mean, even back then, like I knew, I was like, it's only a matter of time um, that the Lord would do what He was going to do in and through you. And He mm-hmm. has. And so it's just been like, so surreal and sweet to to watch that happen. And even how we were talking about earlier, just that, you know, he would raise up a voice like yours, like in such a wilderness you know, mm-hmm. time that we're all in. And I think, um, you know, I've been talking about and just praying about how, you know, I want to talk about my book in this season because um, I love this message and, and it changed yeah. my life. But also just I want to be sensitive to where people are um, with you know, just like you even said earlier, just we're we're searching and we're um we're needing to, you know, know that he is with us and we're kind of, you know, we're we're mimicking the 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 people in numbers and we're we're too in this place of going like we feel disoriented, you know. Yeah. And I think um is it's maybe even some people have had to lay down something or maybe a husband's lost a job and the wife has had to, you know, go in and work for the first time. Or I know that just school has been just very strange. I mean, I know you've got, you know, kids in school, but they're home homeschooling and, and it's just a whole different thing where everything seems out of place. And, but I think even too, just all that, you know, mixed with like you, 
you know, doing what it is God has called you to do in this moment. Um, I wanted to talk about just striving and hustling versus mm-hmm. what it looks like to actually work hard from rest. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of us right now are having to, you know, Nathan and I have, or we're experiencing this. It's like we've had several things cancel. And so yeah. we're having to sort of just shift things around and like take on some other things, like even um, financially so that yeah. it can kind of even out a little bit. So I, I think it would be important to just talk about, you know, this isn't a rest that, um, you know, we're just laying around, which a lot of us have been doing that for a while during the quarantine and we're kind of tired of it anyway. But um, working hard from, you can still do that from a place of rest. That's what I've learned. I love Jesus's call to rest, you know, in Matthew 11. And I think just, it's right there, plain as day, like he even used the picture of a yoke, you know, like this contraption that, uh, you know, puts two animals together, two oxen together, and and it's about plowing and working. I mean, so he's letting us know, like, yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. We've got to work. I mean, the, you know, the, it is what it is. And so I love that he's saying, though, but we can do that from his yoke. He's saying, mm-hmm. yes, you got to work, but take take my yoke upon you. And so I would love to just hear from you, like, maybe how God is— stirred that in you, even with the release of this, you know, I know you've released other books before, but like, what does that look like for you? You know, there is stuff that's got to be done, but what does it look like to work hard from rest in your life? Um, I do think it's important to find those places of replenishment. Um, So in, in realizing what does bring me replenishment. um, And so like for me, like real super practical, uh, working out. Like I haven't been working out the past few weeks and I can tell like I'm really irritable (laughs) and I, Mm -hmm. I hate working out, but I love the effect of it. Um, and then even just replenishing by, um, we have, we share this river cabin with a, with another family and going out there and being in nature and, and just doing things that do bring me replenishment so that when it is time, to kind of get under that yoke and, and, and move forward with the Lord. I, I feel, uh, rested or I feel strong, mm-hmm. um, in, in that. And, and two, just really asking the Lord for, um, wisdom and cutting out the things, you know, um, our, our oldest Audrey is in, um, in an economics class that she's taking online and I read kind of the, cause I'm a nerd. I read the, like the syllabus and um, <laughs> he talks about how, you know, economy is basically, you only have so much resources. And so an economy isn't just, um, isn't just like money or goods. It, it's time. And in, mm-hmm. in, a, a, in an economy to say yes to one thing means you say no to another. And so I kind of, so talking about economizing your time is realizing what is important and what's Mm -hmm. not, what, what do I need to say yes to? And what do I, I need to say no to? And then giving some room for, for those outliers where, you know, there was something that I did like just this past week that I was like, I know this is going to cost me like mentally, emotionally, physically, but Lord, Mm -hmm. I know I'm supposed to do this. 
And Mm. I'm just asking you to just replenish me in other ways that I might not be able to get the replenishment as I usually get to. And so ended up um, doing this thing and the Lord brought some fruit from it that was like, was literally 40 years in the making. And so Mm. um, it was super healing, super sweet. And, um, and it wore me out, like go doing, doing this, but it was worth Uh it. Um, and so even that, because I felt led by the Lord to do that, even though it was taxing, it was rewarding. And so I think there's some things that the Lord will ask us to do. Maybe if we'll listen to them, um, that might tax us, but, but there's a reward at the end that's sweet and makes it worth it. And I mean, if you think about it, if a hard day's work leaves you exhausted, like, you know, if you were, I don't know, if you worked in the yard or something real physical, but at the end of the day, you saw how beautiful, you know, the flower bed looked or the grass looked or whatever, that there's some kind of reward that comes that's satisfying and, and not depleting. Um, so that's kind of what it looks like for me. I'd, I'd be curious to hear like from you, Christy, what is... What does that look like? Yeah, I love that. I think that's going to be, that's so helpful for people um, because I do think it's kind of hard to explain. And I think when I say the word supernatural, people are like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But there is a supernatural principle at work there. Um, You know, God's God's economy, um, you know, He has these principles that that Jesus taught us about and they actually they actually work. And so mm. there's something too when when like what you're saying when you listen and you get close to the heart of God and you're like okay, you know, there actually are. I mean Ephesians 2:10 says that there's things prepared in advance for us to That's walk right. in. And so I think in order to know what those things are, you've got to get close to the heart of God and I think um I talk about that in the book just like how we do have the Spirit of God, we have His voice, and it is that, like, this is the way, walk in it. And I mean, mm-hmm. His Word says that, like, we have that voice behind us, and but we've got to be listening for it. And I think for, for me, I've experienced that very thing where you're saying, you know, this doesn't make sense on paper, maybe, this thing that you, that you but you're like, I already feel life, like, and mm-hmm. I haven't even done this thing. It doesn't make sense, and I know I'm going to be exhausted or, you know, X, Y, Z, but there is like a supernatural replenishment in it. And it's almost like God multiplies that somehow yeah. and and even just pours back in when we pour out. And and it's just, it's a beautiful thing versus, you know, you might get an opportunity that comes along. And, and I used to do this all the time and I still struggle with it. You know, an opportunity will come through and it's like, okay, well, if I say yes to this, it'll probably lead to these other three things and that could mm-hmm. be really good because it would, you know, it would promote this and it would, but you know, it's you already know it's going to cost you <laughs> and, yeah. and you can already tell like the things that are going to, whether that's your family or like you said, just, you know, time is precious. And, and I've definitely experienced that over and over in my life, but I love you know, like you said, that there was fruit from it. And that's how we can tell, you know, often, you know, it's it comes on the back end. But I think some of that fruit, even in the beginning, is just like, I have a desire for this. This this already feels life-giving. And you have the strength 
to do it because you're doing that in his strength. And, mm. and that's just, it's a beautiful process. I just was talking to someone else on uh, their podcast and she talked about uh, a time she was in the store and her, their grandmother, and she's like in her nineties, she lives with them and she was just like mm. waiting on her. And she's like, she knew she needed to go. She had a book deadline. It was like, I gotta go home and write. And <laughs> the Lord just stopped her as her granny was just, you know, shuffling through Walmart. And, <laughs> and it was yeah. just that moment of like, this is where I've called you right now. Like just love yeah. her right where she is. Mm. And then she's like, it's amazing when you have those moments and then it's like, he has you see yeah. how he helped you get done miraculously, supernaturally, what you needed to get done. She's like, somehow mm-hmm. it got done. The book got turned in and I loved my granny where she was, you know? So right. I think it's been the same way. I think the most, um, I guess the most just vivid picture of that to me, and you said this before too, is just, is my kids, you know, with God calling me Mm -hmm. home all those years ago to like take four years off. I didn't know at the time it was going to be four years. I thought it was going to be forever, but just like, hey, I need to like reprioritize my family. And, And in that, it was like what he's multiplied out of that, I guess, is just, you know, and even giving back to me, you know, songwriting and leading mm-hmm. worship and all those things I didn't know I would ever get to do again. Yeah. But what's precious is just the fruit that's come from that and just the relationship that I have with them now. And I would have missed it, you know, had I not mm-hmm. slowed down and listened to the Lord and let Him, you know, create a new pace for my life that was sustainable for me and my family. So I love that so much. Um, Lauren, thank you. I know you're going to be back with me again here uh, on this podcast. And so co-hosting again, as we're going to talk a little bit more about the community of the beloved. And we'll actually talk about a retreat that I hosted um, that I think people will find fun to hear about. So thank you. It's always such a joy to just hear where you are and hear from your life. And I love you. And so thank you so much for being in here today. Yeah, I love you too. Thanks for having me. I always love it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.